Hey, I'm Zach. I'm the lead pastor here at Restore. Thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. I hope that it encourages you and inspires you, and I also hope that it challenges you. And I want you to know that we are in our year in the greatest commandment, looking at this great commandment from Jesus to love God and to love people. And so I hope more than anything that this encourages you to love God and to love the people around you in a more holistic way. I also hope that you have some people around you to talk through some of these things with. And if you don't, we would love to see you at one of our Sunday gatherings or in one of our Restore groups. You can get all that information on our website at RestoreAustin.org. I hope you enjoy the message. Thanks. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was engaged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on, on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Good news of great joy for all people. When Jesus is born, the the angels announce that two very specific things have happened. Number one, glory is brought to God, right? Glory to God in the highest. And then number two, peace is brought to humanity. Glory to God peace to humanity. Now, we usually gloss over a statement like glory to God because we've heard it a bunch of times, but if you stop and think about it, very little of the Christmas story seems glorious to us, right? Jesus, the King of Kings, God in the flesh, is born to a scandalized working class family from a town everyone made fun of. After a long journey and without the proper accommodations, baby Jesus is born and then placed in a feeding trough for animals. The first people to hear about his birth and to visit him are shepherds, some of the lowest and smelliest members of society. I don't think I would use the word glorious to describe any of that, but God finds glory in all of it. I think God is glorified in the Christmas story because as he enters the world through the person of Jesus, he does so with a very specific purpose. He is coming to bring peace to humanity. He's coming to help his kids. Like we sang a few minutes ago, 
Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. He came to bring light and life to everyone. He came to free us from death and sin. He came to bring peace to humanity. This morning is the last of a four-week teaching series we've been walking through entitled, He Shall Be Called. And it's based on this kind of old ancient prediction from the Jewish prophet Isaiah, and it goes like this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The last three weeks we've walked through those first three, and so about for the next 10 minutes this morning, I want to talk about what it means that Jesus is our Prince of Peace, and not just the Prince of Peace for the whole world, but the Prince of Peace for me and for you as individuals. And when the angel announced his birth by saying that Jesus will bring peace to humanity, I think he really meant it. And he didn't just mean that he will bring peace to all humanity and to the whole earth, although I believe that's true. He meant that he is going to bring peace to me and to you, especially in a season like this one that doesn't feel all that peaceful. And this really matters this time of year, right? Because Christmas is kind of this living, breathing contradiction. It is both beautiful and hard, right? Wonderful and painful, exciting and a little bit terrifying. I saw this meme the other day, two types of people at Christmas, right? (laughs) Buddy the elf and then the king from Lord of the Rings when the battle's about to happen. But instead, I think of it being two types of people. I actually think we're all a mixture of Buddy the elf and the king at different points throughout the Christmas season. And that's simply because our lives and our loved ones aren't always filled with peace. Now, peace is this idea that it's kind of weaves its way throughout the biblical story. In fact, the Bible has a very special word for peace. It's a word you may have heard called shalom. Shalom is one of my favorite words in all of the Bible. It paints such a fuller picture of peace than our English language allows. Shalom is abundant wholeness in everything and between everything. Abundant wholeness in everything and between everything. That word shalom is used 237 times throughout the Bible. It doesn't just mean the absence of conflict. Shalom is is wholeness. It's restoration. It's abundant flourishing in everything and between everything. And from the very beginning, God's intent for the world was shalom. There's this great scholar named Gordon Wenham, and he puts it like this. Peace between all God's creatures and the divine presence on earth is the essence of the divine scheme. Peace is God's plan. It's the essence of it. Think about it. Peace was the defining characteristic in the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis. It was this amazing place where God, humanity, and creation all dwelt together in unity, where everything lived and worked together in perfect harmony. But then, something happened. Many of you know the story, right? Adam and Eve chose not to trust God, and and kind of regardless of the cost to anyone else, they turned their backs on God, and they chose to pursue their own selfish gain. And this perfect shalom that God had built is broken. It's this great book called The Very Good Gospel, and the author, Lisa Sharon Harper, describes the scene. 
She says, Genesis 3 paints the scenario that is the hinge point of history. Humanity grasps at its own peace at the expense of the peace of all. The relationships that were declared very good in the beginning are all decimated. Here lies the wreckage of that fateful moment of original sin, the moment when humanity chose not to trust God's way to peace. So God makes this perfect world, one defined by shalom between God and humanity and creation. And then humanity breaks it. The world and all the relationships within it are broken. And we, we live in the wreckage of their choice and our choice not to trust God's way to peace. And God could have very easily and even justifiably just kind of turned his back on humanity at this point, but he didn't then and he doesn't now. Listen, the very moment that humanity broke shalom, God started rebuilding it. The very moment that humanity broke the shalom he had created, he started to rebuild it. He restores Adam and Eve back into the family, he does away with their guilt and shame, and then he tells them that a savior is coming. Someone who will bring back the shalom that was lost. And right in the midst of humanity turning our backs on him, God set in motion his plan to leave the perfection of heaven, come to the brokenness of earth, and begin restoring this broken shalom. That's why Jesus came. That's why the angels announce his arrival by saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And I love this because there's kind of a double meaning there. I don't know if you caught it, right? But Jesus came to bring peace to humanity, peace to earth, right? But quite literally, Jesus is peace on earth too. Glory to God in the highest. And look, Jesus is himself peace on earth, the embodiment of shalom. That's why Isaiah calls him the prince of peace. You see, in that place and time, and in many cultures still today, the prince was the embodiment of the kingdom, whatever kingdom that he came from. He was sent out from the kingdom as the representative of the kingdom. Whatever he said or did is what the kingdom said or did. Most of the time, the prince would wear a signet ring with the seal or the crest of his kingdom on it. This ring not only permitted him to to speak for the kingdom or enter into places where the kingdom was supposed to go, it allowed him to dip the ring in hot wax as a signature on behalf of the kingdom for things like treaties or trade agreements. And just like a prince is a full representation of the kingdom they come from, Jesus, the prince of peace, is the full representation of shalom. He is peace on earth, quite literally. And this is what Christmas is all about. God came to earth to bring peace to humanity, to me and to you. Now, I know it's December 22nd, I know you have a million things going on right now. I know you have stuff to buy, you've got meals to cook, you've got miles to travel, you've got people to see, some that you want to and some that you don't really want to. I know it may not feel all that peaceful right now, so I'm gonna say what I just said again and then I want all of us as a group to take a big, deep breath together. You ready? God came to earth to bring peace to you and to me. I felt good, right? One more time. God came to earth as Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to bring shalom 
to me and to you. So this Christmas season, find some rest, find some peace in the Prince of Peace. I'm almost out of time, so I'm not going to list every kind of possible way this plays itself out, but I want to tell you a few quick examples. Over the next few days, when everything gets so rushed and so stressful that you feel yourself starting to just resent the holidays altogether, remember, Christmas is supposed to be about celebrating the coming of the Prince of Peace. So stop, take a deep breath, and remember why he came. When a loved one starts really frustrating you, remember that Jesus brought some of the most unlikely people together in one family. His closest group of followers, the disciples, included a tax collector who worked for the Romans and a member of a group called the Zealots who brought violence against the Romans and their counterparts, right? Two guys that would have literally been at war with each other became a part of this close-knit family with Jesus. If the Prince of Peace can help those two guys love each other, he can help your frustrating family. Trust in him over the next few days. Now lastly, when Christmas ends and it inevitably did not go exactly like you wanted it to go, remember that the God of the universe loved you so much that he left the perfection of heaven to come to the brokenness of earth so that you and I could experience shalom. No matter what the next few days hold, trust in the Prince of Peace, take a deep breath, and remember, he didn't just come to bring peace to the whole world, he came to bring peace to me and to you too. Let's pray. God, thank you uh, for the Prince of Peace. Thank you that you left heaven and came to the brokenness of earth to restore the shalom that we broke, that we continue to struggle to maintain, God, and we know that we just can't. In our own power, we can't. So we trust you, and we ask you to make that very real for us over the next few days in this holiday season, God. Meet us where we are, whatever we're walking through, whenever it's beautiful, whenever it's hard, whenever it's exciting, whenever it's terrifying, God. Be our Prince of Peace this year. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.